culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. So today I'm rocking my emotionally unavailable tea, which goes on sale October 1st along with my new Powered by Coffee and Dry Shampoo phone cases and my Adulting So Hard hats. All of that No Filter merch is dropping October 1st. So you're going to want to go on October 1st and buy it at justplainzac.com slash shop, shop, S-H-O-P, shop, because you love to shop. Okay, before we get into this week's pop culture breakdown, I do want to do a couple of quick shout outs to you guys because I love you and I love when you show love to hashtag no filter. So first up, RunnerMom11, who left a really sweet review on iTunes that says that I'm her fave because I'm funny, I'm sassy, yet still classy. And that's right, Miss11, keep running your way through my heart because I love those kind words. And shout out to TrendyTees, who also left a really nice review on iTunes who said they're now going to go listen to Phone Swap after hearing me spill all the dirty deets about it. So Trendy Tees, if you're listening to this right now, let me know what you thought about Phone Swap because, oh God, it was it was a lot. It was a vibe. Um, but thanks for tuning in, girl. I remember you from that time we met at Barnes & Noble at the Grove. So I know you. Thank you guys. Love you, love you, love you. And to help me break down this week's pop culture headlines, the biggest headlines and making the biggest buzz this week, I have another lady that loves, or not lady, because I'm not a lady. I'm a gentleman. Um, But another pop culture Hollywood lover. She's a lady. I'm not a lady. But I said another lady. Oh, You're not another lady. Because I'm not a lady. You're just You're just the lady. Yeah. She loves all things Hollywood and pop culture just as much as I do. Please welcome my pal, Sam Davidson. Zach, thank you so much for having me. And guys, I'm so excited. I have been begging Zach to have me on this podcast for like months now. So we finally figured it out. I love it. And I love you because I know you'll actually see because I have like some of... 
my quote unquote friends in this like hosting biz mm-hmm. where like, please bring me on your podcast, bring me on your podcast, bring me on your podcast. And I'd be like, fine, of course. Like, yeah, well, if we, let's work it out. Let's do it. Like anybody that wants to come on the show, I'm happy to bring them on the show. But then if you like come on my show and then like don't even promote the show afterwards and like act like you didn't even really give a shit about it, then I'm like, no. And I actually like, it. this is one of the first times in my life, not to be a bragger or anything that I have had to say no to Zach, like two weekends in a row. Mm. I'm like, OMG, I'm actually like, I'm never busy. I don't know what's happening, but I actually have like, you know, shit to do mm-hmm. as far as working in on red carpets. Working and, woman in Hollywood. Oh yeah. I'm a working woman in Hollywood these days. So it's pretty exciting. It is. You work for... It's called, so here's the thing. I don't want to, I already already know I was going to fuck up the name and I don't want to fuck it up. I know. It's it's a conundrum. Um, It's called MEA Worldwide. That's what I call it on the red carpet. It's a new media company, which means it's actually an app. So it's an Mm. entertainment news app. Um, We have 12 million followers on Facebook. We're actually based internationally. I've been helping them open their U.S. office for the past year. So I've just been on the ground, like doing all these interviews and building it up. And I've interviewed some amazing people. And it's just, it's been so exciting. You have, we've we've had some of the same guests. So if you guys love listening to Hashtag No Filter and our interviews, you're going to want to go and check out. Go to Sam's yes. Instagram yeah, and she'll direct you to all of the links. Uh, it's it's MEA awesome. Worldwide. Yeah, MEA Worldwide. It also basically is called Meow. That's what my um, mic See, that's what say. I wanted to call it, Meow. But I'm like, but I don't think that's right. I just think we need to own it. Um, <laughs> I really want to tell my bosses um, internationally, and I, I've tried, but that's what they call us here in L.A. It's like Meow. meow. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not wrong, but it's not right. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, that's what our name is, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I also host um, another podcast called Astro Kiki Radio with my good friend Kyle Thomas, who's a celebrity astrologer, where we talk about the um, big pop culture stories, which I'm sure we'll talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. And then he ties it into um, astrology. We look at their signs, their birthdays, like love their it. birth charts. It's fun, yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Do you hate Mondays? I freaking hate. Mo- I, ha- really? I think I hate Tuesdays more actually. Why? Tuesdays, I think, are the worst day of the week, um, just because it's just you're already on a downer from Monday the day before, mm-hmm. and then it's just like Wednesdays are getting. It's just the beginning of the week. Wednesdays get better. Yeah. Thursdays are cool. It's like leading up to the weekend. That's what I think is so important. But Tuesdays are my shit days. Yeah, not a fan. That's why I release. So we do pop culture breakdowns on Mondays, and then we do interviews on Wednesdays to help you get through that like. That's really Early smart. week hump. Because usually, okay, the only reason I really like Mondays um, is because of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, <laughs> or Bachelor in Paradise, like whatever you watch, that is how Mondays save me. So Tuesdays are essentially the only days I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I feel ya. I feel ya, feel ya, feel ya. So we met doing a after show for Riverdale. Riverdale? I, I honestly forgot the other day, and I forgot that Elena... Um, yeah. who we know also Elena who's Jordan. working with me now too like we all did that together mm-hmm. um yeah Riverdale we're not doing it again but I'm still gonna watch Fox that no I'm I'm yeah no I mean I'm gonna watch it but I'm not doing the after show maybe like a hate watch I mean I'm hoping that they hook me back in because Riverdale was 
fucking amazing the first season and then season two was like mm, we took a little twist with the black hood and then season three with the gargoyle king and like all i was like no well it's like swipe turn left it, turn it supernatural if you're gonna turn it supernatural exactly which i'm down with and they didn't and uh can i give you some insider info from mm, comic-con this do. year please so do. um i got to sit down at tables with all of the cast of riverdale at comic-con in san diego and each of them were so like we're so over whatever they're doing. Let's bring it back to season one. Yeah, is the sentiment of every single cast member because like season one was good because there was like teen drama and there was like it just it felt a little more natural. I'm like all this like gargoyle king and there's and and like you said there was no supernatural twist to it. It was like somebody actually dressing up as this like monster and like terrorizing the town with drugs. It was just like so far fetched and way out there yeah, that's that I was lame. like. Lame, lame, lame. Lamerton. Well, because, you know, they had uh, Sabrina mm-hmm. come out. Fucking love Sabrina. I love that series on Netflix. Which is a spinoff, but not really. Mm-hmm. Because it's on Netflix. And so I thought it was going to go into the realm of Supernatural because I of hoped. that. I asked Roberto, um, the showrunner mm-hmm. of both shows and creator of both shows. And he basically said... Uh, no. He wishes, but no, but the Katie Keene, um, that's with Lucy Hale that's coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also with the girl that plays Josie. Oh, um, I fucking hate her. Yeah, so they'll have some crossover with Riverdale on that. But okay. Because I they're mean, both in the CW. On the CW, yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Lucy Hale. She hasn't had a hit since Pretty Little Liars, and I'm hey, hoping she can make a comeback. That was not that long ago that that show will live on forever she had like two shows since then and both of them have like flopped like big shows too like on on big networks yeah the other cw show what was it when she about cancer life sentence or something like that yeah i mean that just sounds like a prison show but i mean honestly lucy hill had so many shows like that leading up to pretty little liars that were kind of failed pilots or like failed first yeah did she do one about like ballerinas I think she did that, and then she also did a show that was really, really good, and I forget what it was. I think it was WB before CW mm. turned to W, or WB CW. turned to CW. Um, I think it was called Related or something. It was about three sisters. Okay. I'm blanking on the, it might be related, but I think I might be wrong. But anyways, she's kind of, she's been doing that stuff, like being the tester on shows essentially yeah. for years. And she's barely changed the way she looked. She's no. going to continue to play that young well, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks so young. Yeah. yeah. She can play that teen role really well. Are Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt together? I think they are. So I thought they broke up and then there were like photos of them for her birthday. And I was like, I thought they were fucking over. Okay. So here's what I heard. It was at Comic-Con and mm-hmm. I interviewed both of them separately, mm-hmm. but I actually snuck into the um, entertainment yeah. weekly party. Mm-hmm. That, which, which was, yeah. Which was the night before. It was very exciting. I was doing the red carpet and I ended up like finagling my way in. But that is where someone overheard him telling somebody else mm-hmm. that him and Lily broke up. Right. And then the next day, Sunday, was the Comic-Con panel for Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And so then the news broke. But I think they're just kind of messing with people in some ways. I don't. Yeah. Maybe they, I think, if anything, I do think they're back together. Or they're publicists. I'm also a Midwestern girl through and through that's like a big sucker. Yeah. But I, I think they're together. Yeah. I think they're together, too. Or at least, I mean, like, at least it's like an on and off type of situation. It was interesting. I didn't realize she was only 23, though. Yeah, no, she's super young. And actually, she's from my hometown of suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. 
oddly enough. But um, I just saw Hustlers the other day. Oh, with J-Lo. She's in it as well. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And she's so good. Yeah. Her big thing throughout it is that, like, her family turned on her for being a stripper. Mm. And she just, like, gets nervous and vomits all the time. Oh, that doesn't sound good. She's amazing in it. I wrote in my review that, like, after that movie, she could be a bona fide movie star. This is a big role even for J-Lo. It is. But then you look at J-Lo's career, and I just keep on thinking, like, Selena. I mean, she started strong. She started so strong. And I mean, she's had some pretty good career longevity. Like she's kind of kept it in music. She did her little Vegas thing. And like, she's pretty, she's been fairly consistent. She hasn't had a lot of like blockbuster hits. Um, I mean, I think the only other movie I even remember her from was Enough. Well, no, I love her movies, her rom-coms. Oh yeah, she has cute rom-coms, like Monster and lot. Like she has a lot of those cute films, but I don't think she's had like a big blockbuster hit, like what Hustlers is right now. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, I will tell you this, after I walked out, I walked, I wanted to walk like her. Mm. I wanted to look like her. Yeah. Like, I remember being in the Century City AMC, walking through the mall at the end of the night, being like, I feel better about myself. I'm going to walk like J-Lo in this movie. So the movie lived up to the hype. I did. That actually was like one of the biggest lines in the review that I wrote for Meow, M-E-A-W-W.com. Check it out. Um, but it did because so many, the trailer is amazing. Yeah. And so many times. The and we trailer, got Cardi B. And Cardi B is so, because she's in her element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I literally think she was actually just being Cardi B. Yeah. And they were like, hey, Cardi, just be yourself. Be yourself. And then they just took that and did yeah. it. I, I'm. Who knows if she's an amazing actress? I don't know. She was amazing in that role. Lizzo was in it also. And it's the basically what the film is about is about like stripping before the recession in 2008. Okay. And then the recession hits and all of the Wall Street douchebags lose all, all their, their money. All their money. So they can't go to the strippers anymore. Yeah. So that entire industry goes downhill. And so Cardi B and Lizzo are in the first like half hour of the film before like the 2008 recession crisis. But then it's after that year when all the women like kind of break down and it's um, Kiki Palmer, Mm -hmm. J-Lo, Lily Reinhardt and Constance Wu. And they kind of come up with this really illegal, terrible scheme to still take money from men. That kind of deserve it, but kind of don't. <laughs> like, they started, like, drugging them. <laughs> like Cardi B did in real life. Well, she wasn't, I think she probably was like, I'm going to take myself away from um, that this narrative. That narrative, yeah. Yeah. Which was probably wise. Probably very wise, but yeah. It was, got a, a lot of heat from that. it was a combo of GHB and ketamine, so. Mm. Not GHB, is that a, no, uh. What is it? Oh, MDMGHB. MDMG. MDMD. Molly. Yes. Right? Molly and ketamine. So that's, okay. that's what they do in the movie. It's very, it's it's a really good movie though. And it's about sisterhood and those four women, especially really Lily Reinhardt though. I'm very proud of her. Good for her. Yeah. Now I'm excited to see it. Um, are you excited about Shannon Doherty doing her little cameo on Riverdale? Yes. I just watched um, BH90210. Okay, what did you think? Overall impression of the series as a whole? The series as a whole, obsessed. I think it was really yes. I loved it. I didn't love the last episode. Okay, that's what that's where it it like 
fell off for me is I think it started so good. Mm-hmm. And I said my hesitation with the show was it started so good, but it hooked you in with the nostalgia. And I was like, you really need some good acting, some good writing, some good storylines to really keep us engaged. Because after a while, it's not it, like the cuteness of all of the cast being together again. It's going to die down. And that hype is going to die down. And I feel like it did a little bit towards the end. I feel like the end felt very rushed and like thrown I, together well it just felt rushed like i could have watched 10 episodes of that, yeah of truly. the build up yeah yeah and because it's like i enjoyed the mystery that they had going on and i wanted that to be bigger but other than that i mean i i'm gonna watch it again probably i'm gonna have someone come visit me that hasn't seen it yet yeah one of my creepy weird favorite things to do is to like have someone sit down i give them wine maybe marijuana if they're interested because i'll be smoking (laughs) that regardless um but i'll have them watch something that i love that they've never seen before and so i know i'm going to do that again with bh90210 because i think it's like you could just you can watch in one night obviously it is you can watch it in one night i thought it was good i mean i didn't i was a little confused so Tori ended up doing interviews after or like towards the end of the, her and Jenny Garth did interviews at the end of it um, where they basically said that there was like a cliffhanger at the end and that there what they left the stalker storyline open ended. For me, I didn't get that. I thought the stalker storyline was completely closed down when they had that random guy me too they could have at least said like had one last scene moment or yeah. line that's like oh no he's back and that's actually or he never actually went away yeah. there's somebody else still and that's large. what i wanted that's yeah. what i found so fascinating and the fact that the cliffhanger in a sense was one well i don't want to spoil it but you know yeah. it wasn't that yeah well if you're listening to this right now fast forward the next couple minutes because we're going to Spill the spoilers. So the spoiler at the end was, which I didn't think was a real spoiler, is that they the network picks up the show, but they don't have a budget to bring everybody back. Which is such bullshit. Do you think that would ever really happen for a show like that? If it gets greenlit, then you have the but like they don't greenlight you if you don't have the budget for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like then you cut costs. Yeah. Then you cut the cat. Then you cut the costs by bringing down production, doing less episodes. Like you find a way to make it work, but like the talent if that's if the show is sold on this group unit and especially since at the beginning of this of the series it was so big on the only way we can sell this is if everybody comes back and now at the end of it we're saying that like not everybody can come back well do you think in a way that that might have been true to life because of yeah. the reasons we got six episodes yeah and not eight or not ten because Probably. they couldn't bring everybody back because of budget and I think, yes, absolutely. And I think that there were probably a couple of cast members that weren't in it 110% that they they left that cliffhanger open in case somebody didn't want to come back. Yeah. That Tiffany, they can opt out. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I'm just like thinking of you the whole time. I mean, yeah. Kelly Kapowski, like, come on. She was, if you watch the later seasons of Beverly Hills 90210, she's such a big part of it. And actually, I listen to the, I pay $5.99 a month for this podcast called, um, have you ever heard of NT? Like this mm-hmm. So apparently he's an entertainment lawyer and he's anonymous and he has this podcast. It's a Patreon situation. Okay. Um, but he does these deep dives into everything he knows about celebrities and he'll do this specific about different shows, this and that. And a lot of the stuff that he's done and said like has come to be true very quickly. He has a whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, which is fascinating. Oh. It's really crazy. It's very well worth the um, $5.99 a month. But he did one for, he does, he did one every week for the week 
weeks that BH90210 was out about the show originally. And he basically said that Jenny Garth and Tiffany Amber Thiessen were like screwing each other's husbands. <sighs> um, and just to just piss each other off, like to wow. get mad at each other for certain things. It's really fascinating. And I think that Jenny Garth, um, I, I like her. Like, I don't think she's a bad person at all, but she had a lot of drama on the original show. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, just, I, I mean, and they they tread lightly around it, but they don't necessarily address it. And she doesn't seem to be a troublemaker on this on the, the, the current BH No Two No series. Exactly. But they talk about it. Mm. It's weird. It's like they did downplay though Shannon Doherty a lot of uh you know, they talk about the drama that she caused. On the series? On on BH oh, Nine O Two and On the the, the, the new, new series. Yeah. And I I think that was her choice. See, that's where I think she because they said that each of the actors got to decide what was the storyline with their character. And she wanted and to be like a shaman. And yeah, she wanted to play somebody that wasn't true to herself. But everybody knew her as like the bad girl, the troublemaker, the bitch. That like to do something that's the complete opposite and to leave out such big pivotal things. Like they really didn't touch hard on the whole Brenda uh, or the whole Shannon Jenny drama. Mm -hmm. They treaded around it, but they didn't really address it head on. Shannon was like all woo woo and doing her spiritual stuff. Like I get it. She was trying to create a character, but it, like that's what people like, if you're going to go based off of the, or poking fun at the reality, then you need to go with what the narrative actually was about Shannon Doherty at that time. But I am such a sucker and kind of like, le uh, you know, leaned into the fact that maybe she's changed and that's why we're going into the woo woo. Then show stuff. us the then show us the progression or the change. Don't just give us something that's a complete opposite. I agree. I do. And because you know, we know she has a history charmed. Dang. And I mean God. When, love charmed. Fucking love charmed. When Prue when they I was so pissed off about that because I'm like, she must have been so bad that they kill off their, like, essentially the well, lead. Well, I heard that Alyssa Milano was the one that was so bad that Shannon decided to leave because they wouldn't get rid of her. I mean, I heard they might have had to choose. And yeah, that there was an option where they had to choose. And I think, I don't see Shannon Doherty as the type. I see, I could have seen Alyssa Milano at that time as the type of person that would be like, fine, then make a decision and choose. I don't see Shannon Doherty as the type to give them the option to choose. I would see her as the type that would be like, no, you're not going to make this decision. I'll pull the trigger and I'll make this decision and I'm out. But I mean, to me, Phoebe in that show, a.k.a. Alyssa Milano, yeah. I didn't really see her as a lead. I saw yeah. Prue as, as the lead. lead. I agree. So there's just... I don't know. This is kind of a weird thought, and it's dark. I always think, I hope, when I die, when I'm like old AF, okay? I'm yeah. going to be here for a while, but I want some answers immediately. Yeah. The second that I like go to wherever is next, I want to know who killed JonBenet Ramsey, um, where the drama <sighs> really started on 90210, who really is Shannon Jordy? Same with Charmed. Um, I also want to know like a bunch of uh, who killed murder, like murder cases. Yeah. Um, I want to know all of that. I just want some serious answers. It's like, hello, welcome to heaven. Here's your first gift. Right? You, you can know all of these things that you've been wondering your entire life. Yeah, I would love that. Isn't like, that cool? I mean, yeah, and I love that our options would be like to get pop culture <laughs> dish out and, of it. And then JonBenet Ramsey. And JonBenet Ramsey. Just tell me. I want to know. Um, but are you excited for Brenda Walsh to come back or nah? 
for what? Or sorry, not Brenda Walsh. Oh. Shannon Doherty on Riverdale. Are you excited for her to make the cameo? I am, but after last season of Riverdale, especially the second, I part hope of they it, do this right because it was so bad. Right. They need to do it right. I think that. Riverdale got so successful so fast that, you know, Roberto, the showrunner, it kind of, he spread in so many different directions, but it's him that made it successful. But Mm -hmm. he's working on Katie Keene and, you know, Sabrina and all of these things that I just, I hope, I hope it's not awkward and just like a shout out to pop culture fans because we know Luke Perry's gone and they're bringing her in just to be like, hey guys, we see you and then not do the story justice. I hope, yeah, I hope they really, and they said, they've said that they feel like they've done it justice. Okay. And I'm hoping that they live up to that hype. Um, Because even Shannon's like, oh, it was such an important episode and I'm glad I got to send him off in this way. And like, I'm really hoping I'm not disappointed because season two and three of Riverdale were bad. They were just bad. I would say there was like a good six episodes between the two seasons that were good. Yeah, there were a couple of episodes that actually hooked me in and got me excited. But I think the storyline, like, I just, I don't like the Black Hood storyline. I didn't love, like, I love Chad Michael Moore's integration, but I didn't love his storyline with the Colts. I hated Alice and the Colts and, like, the whole Colt farm business. I guess, I just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't love season two or three. I just want it because the first season, it reminds people of Twin Peaks. And I know you're way, I'm way too young for it too. Like when Twin Peaks was out, I was like an early child. Yeah. You you weren't even born yet. (laughs) But Twin Peaks was a show essentially questionably about supernatural things. Mm. And that is the storyline that was touched upon in the first season of Riverdale that reminded everyone so much of it. Mm -hmm. But they dropped it. Like, I just wanted it to be supernatural. And on our panel, you were on... I was on all three seasons of our panel. Yeah, I was only on season three. And fans even were so mad at me for wanting it to be supernatural, but I just thought it would be the only way to make this craziness make sense. The fans are pretty intense, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, I did a twin... When Twin Peaks came back, they did a Showtime 18 episode. David Lynch did... um, yeah, it was not a great time for me. I was, <laughs> I was the lead host of that. Oh, um, no. If you guys want to see some embarrassing moments on the internet of Sam Davidson, um, please look at the AfterBuzz TV after shows for the new Twin Peaks. It was intense, and um, the fans didn't love me because yeah. they were just old, gross men in their basements, like wanting to shut down people. But I don't think they're going to go supernatural, and I just desperately want them to in Riverdale but it's okay. Uh, Yeah, I would love them to. Um, Okay, let's switch gears and talk Felicity Huffman. Mm, So she got her sentence and people are really upset about it because she only got two weeks. Do you think that was justice enough? Uh, It's really difficult because I've read a lot of articles you know about the 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 woman that like got I've her. I've had zits last longer than two weeks. I've had hemorrhoids last longer well, than two weeks. What about Lori Laughlin? Lori Laughlin, yeah, I she hasn't gone up yet though. Like we're waiting on her results. We are. Well, the difference is Felicity pled guilty. Lori mm-hmm. did, is not pleading guilty. She's maintaining her innocence and she's going to trial with it. Exactly. Here's what I think. I think that these things, um, quite frankly, shouldn't be 
as big of a deal as they are. Yeah. Like the woman that has been in prison for several years yeah. now that just uh, faked her school district for her son. Oh, the, the address. She faked yeah. the address. She gave a fake address she, that her son could go to a better school. Yeah. And she's been there for years. And that should never freaking happen. No. Ever in a million years. Um, I But I also think that Felicity Huffman shouldn't, you know... I don't think it's fair what happened. I'm not exactly sure what I think should happen, but the thing is, is that I went to USC yeah. um, for undergrad. And I remember when I got in, I went, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and I went to this really bitchy all-girls school. Yeah. These girls were so fucking mean. Sorry for cussing. Um, but they, when I got in, uh, they said that there was a rumor spread that my dad bought my way in. Mm. And my dad, actually, that year, he went from a millionaire to nothing. Like, my, my family lost all of their money uh, the, my senior year of high school. And it was really, really bad. So my father certainly did not buy my way in. That said, I'm a hustler. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the movie. But I went through all of my dad's contacts that he had through his emails. And, like, he told me I could. But um, I reached out to a bunch of people to get recommendations for myself. And but that also was an advantage other people didn't have. So yeah. it wasn't that my father bought my way in, but it was that I used in my my chutzpah. You used your resources. Yeah, I used my resources. Um, with the Felicity Huffman thing, I just think that uh, there's a lot of better things that people need to be focusing on, and the people that are in prison for these exact yeah. same need to be let go. It's ridiculous. It is. I mean, I think. My other thing, too, is it's like if you're going to send somebody to prison, like you need to make a big enough statement to where you don't send them for two weeks. Because I don't think that sends, if anything, it sends the opposite statement that like you can easily, you know, get away with certain things. Because it's like, I mean, a two week sentence is laughable. Yeah. A two week sentence is like it's not it's not justice served. It's, you know, you're, I mean, give her, give her a year or just something, even six months or even two months, like just something that actually, you know, warrants like you committed a crime, like, there are repercussions to this, you know? Well, I think, in a, in a way, it should be something that or, helps Or the then community. don't send her to fucking jail. Like, don't, like, two weeks, to me, feels like, it just, it just feels, like, not real. Yeah, like, make her work with students and kids in the inner city. Yeah. And do that, which, actually, I'm sure she would be thrilled to do, but I don't, you know... Like, make the atonement real. Yeah, not just doing a Lindsay Lohan time. Yeah. It's it is upsetting. There's a really really messed up system yeah. that we have here, and in a way though, I hope that it could possibly help. Like that woman that we just spoke of, that is yeah. imprisoned for her lawyers to be like, are you? Yeah. If anything, me? there is a positive side to it, and I know I'll probably get shit for this. I mean, I get shit for everything. I fucking say. yeah. I feel like I, I'm gonna get shit. For I'll get shit. No, I. But I, like at this point, like I'm fucking used to getting taking shit for the shit that I say, but. Uh, I feel like we can at least, because I'm the type of person that's like, let's at least focus on, like, yes, the situation is probably 99.9% shitty, but if there's a 0.01% chance that there's some positive that comes out of it, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that, like, now we can give attention to all these other cases that were wrongfully treated. Yeah, or have people- Kim Kardashian on it. Let's exactly. Do this. I'm serious. Though. Exactly. I was I mean, not here's a fan the thing. of that. Though. Kim Kardashian is making changes in the legal system right now. Nobody would have expected that. Her dad would be so proud of that. Her so dad exciting. would be so proud. Like that's the thing. Like people want to give her shit for that, but she turned a sex tape into 
prison reform. Mm -hmm. And she's actually, like, the president is willing to meet with her. Like, that's a huge, like, not that that's great that he's willing (laughs) to meet with Kim Kardashian about, you know, changing the legal system. But the fact that it's happening, like, there's a positive in it. And we need to focus on that. And we need to continue to, like, push the conversation in a productive way. Yeah, it's like being on a seesaw or a scale. That's always how I kind of see things. Like, where it's tipping and then, like, put it on the other side, even if it's, like, quote, unquote, the wrong side and making change happen. Did you see or hear about Chelsea Handler's new documentary? Uh, no. She has a new documentary on Netflix. It's called um, High Privilege, It's Me, Chelsea. And it's where she does a, it's a one hour documentary about her exploring white privilege. And that's a big conversation that's come up with the whole Felicity Huffman uh, sentencing. And I watched it over the weekend and I actually liked it. I thought an hour probably isn't enough to dive Mm -hmm. deep. And I understand the controversy that it's getting from a lot of people of color um, that, you know, it's just another white lady coming out and trying to like talk about white privilege, but like, what is this actually going to do? But I think it's important to like, it's tipping the scales in the right direction. So I have an idea actually for Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, but I think uh, Felicity Huffman is probably way more likely to do something like this. So after she gets out of her two weeks in jail, prison, whatever you want to call it, um, she needs to help the women that have been stuck there forever to that did the same crimes or less way less than yeah. she did so i i mean not that felicity huffman or william h macy is is listening to this but if they are like have her do that yeah that's how she can that's help a and real make way it to right. pay it forward yeah because it's i mean conversation is good and i think that was like chelsea's intention with starting this documentary is like having the conversation but at some point one of the arguments that i saw in the actual documentary from people of color is um the fact that like action needs to come like it can't just be a conversation and then we talk about it and forget about it tomorrow like it was you know a a story on radio online yeah like we need to be able to do something about it i think that's great like i think if felicity huffman were to actually you know be like look i really fucked up and it seems like she really does genuinely feel bad where i don't get that vibe from Lori Mm laughlin and i get it like she can't she's in she's facing the legal battle right now so she's not going to come out and admit any guilt because she's claiming her innocence and look i understand the argument and then john stamos has come out and stood by her and been like look you would do anything for your child right we had like she made a mistake but she was doing it for her child but at some point you have to admit that you did something wrong and you broke the law and like you need to own that and then try to you know pay some type of retribution for that yeah and like you do anything for your child sure however you don't your child will be fine if they don't go to an ivy league school or again like i went to us i mean it's amazing school this wasn't like your child committed a murder and you had to bury the body and try to cover it up for them this was actually a desperate housewives (laughs) storyline that they did like that actually happened on desperate housewives like i get that. it's not like you were trying to protect your child from going to prison because she killed her boyfriend that was beating her like there wasn't a dire need for you to interfere in in and and break the law to protect your child this was like a legitimately privileged moment and like my dad he never like he always told me he's like here you can 
you know, do what you want, like with whatever I give you, but like you're doing it. Like yeah. I'm not doing it for yeah. you. And so I, that's always, you know, what I live by. I was, I, I can proud of, like I sent edible arrangements to so many people. I'm not saying that got uh, me into USC because yeah. I was intelligent. I auditioned and all of that, but like, it's an extremely different situation. But I think that those kids, it, well, at least Lori Laughlin's kids, they didn't even care to go to, they just didn't even want to go to school. They wanted to be influencers. Yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. Which is the unfortunate piece, the, the unfortunate part. But I will say that I actually like Chelsea's documentary. And it, it even made me, because I remember having a conversation with somebody a few months ago where they're like, you kind of are, they basically hinted at the fact that maybe I have a little bit of white, white privilege. And I remember responding to them was like, well, I'm not, I'm not white though. Like, I, I think people do think that I'm white or at least partially white and I'm not white at all. I'm, um, actually did the 23andMe testing. Did you? And I'm mostly Native American and, and somewhat European, but I'm I'm Hispanic. Um, not Asian. A lot of people think I'm Asian. It was funny. I think on, I was doing the Vanderpump Rules after show and somebody like made a comment about, I, I said something about someone and they're like, oh, that's so typical of a of an, a white Asian person to, to make a comment like that. And I was like, first of all, I'm not white or Asian. Yes, please, I'll have some more wine. Um, but wine. I remember somebody had mentioned to me a couple of, of months ago about, you know, they're like, well, sure. I was like, I was like, I don't have white privilege because I'm, one, my last name is actually Gonzalez, and two, like, I'm actually Hispanic. And they're like, well, yeah, but, like, your hair is bleach blonde, and, like, nobody would ever, your name is Zach Peter, and, like, nobody would ever naturally assume that you weren't at least partially white. And I was like, you know what, I, I, I see that, and I get it, and I think that it's something that we can all contribute to. I think that there are different levels of privilege and different... Um, opportunities for us to all contribute to just equality in general. And I think that, I, mean, I hope that I don't get hate from this, but I do really believe it's true. Privilege can come from any- In many different forms. In many, it does, it's not just, in this country, yes, it is yeah. a lot of white people, yes. 110%. But like it is, you know, people that are privileged from other races, religions, yeah. all of that. I think. I think if anything, from watching the documentary, what I would have got. And look, if there's anybody out there that wants to, I'm open and receptive to learning and to retaining, you know, and totally. really truly understanding and getting a full rounded view on it. Um, so please like reach out to me, DM me, tweet me, whatever. Um, just do it in like a way that like isn't volatile. Cause like, that's not how you're ever going to get somebody to listen to you. But um, what I will say is what I think happened and I don't think this was the intention of the documentary but it was one of the the lessons that I took from it is that privilege happens in so many different forms and I think where the term white privilege comes in is there was systematic racism that happened within our country in decades and years prior that eventually grew into classism and that's where we see people of color that are struggling in poverty and that are struggling in there it's harder for them to get a leg up because they are in communities that are you know that, that it is tougher for them to be more successful mm -hmm. or to go to college or to have access to an education. And even our education system in this country is not amazing. Um, so I do think that there is classism that is, I mean, I think it's a, just a much bigger issue, but I think the classism is really where we, we kind of are struggling. And a lot of people of color are in the lower middle to lower classes. And that's where, you know, we don't necessarily have that access. Yeah. And I just, I'd be interested, especially countries like Canada and the UK, um, which speak our language, mm -hmm. 
just just because for me that's I can understand that. Um, I'd just be interested to see how this all differs, mm-hmm. um, because it's just man. Not to get political, but yeah, this country has so many fucking problems, and I'm I'm here to help. Like I I would really. Yeah, and, he, and I, I also I just like I, I want to like write Felicity Huffman and just be like help that woman get out of jail like help people. The thing is, we have the opportunity now to make changes, and I think a lot of people their eyes are now being opened, and now there's a willingness to actually change. Yeah, and like I'm somebody that's sitting here and saying like I'm willing to learn and grow and evolve, and if there's a way that I can contribute to the conversation and help it like grow like I'm I'm down for that so please reach out to me. Um Kylie Jenner. Okay. Posed for Playboy. Have you seen the photos? Um I saw her little tease on Instagram with Tyga, right? Yes, she did a tease and then she actually posted the cover. Well, and it's Kim's been in Playboy, right? Kim has been in Playboy, but I feel like this photo shoot is Kylie coming out and saying, "Bitch, I'm coming for your job." So this is the cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's you can't even see Kylie's face. Okay. It's really in a just way, though, this looks like if Ryan Murphy did a season of American yes, Horror Story about Playboy. Playboy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then these are some of the shots from. So there's her. I mean, she has the really sexy. thin, like they're very. I mean, this doesn't look like it deviates much from her. Instagram content no, already. It's like a Vanity Fair shoot. I mean, I, I'm sure once you get the magazine, right, there's going to be more or no? I don't know if there's going to be more. I mean, I would assume there would be more. And like, I'm totally. Uh, no, it says of, see the full story at playboy.com. So I'm assuming that. Well, like, I'm this supportive is... of Playboy evolving into a pop because they do have really, really good writers at Playboy. Yeah. And they've done, and Hugh Hefner is dead now. And they can, oh, yeah. yeah, they can, they can take Playboy into something um, more not porny, like in tunes. See, the thing is, they never thought they were porny. They didn't. <laughs> they thought it was very classy and tasteful, and like, not that it wasn't, but like, and not that it was, but like, I feel like, I don't know, I don't even know if they. I think having Kylie Jenner pose for Playboy kind of re. Um, well, they revamped it a little bit because they needed they needed, a revamp, they needed a re- well because they tried the revamp and the revamp was we're not doing nude women anymore and then they were like we're just articles and stories but I don't think that really stood strong. But it's like it's just I mean there's Maxim so, yeah, yeah yeah which now seems I just saw those photos they seem to have racier pictures than Playboy does which is weird. It is I feel like Playboy made such a pivot. That, like, it didn't make sense for the Playboy brand. Like, if you're going to make such a pivot, then, like, gradually do it over time and do, like, sexy photos like this. But, like, you know, evolve the magazine because then you're essentially losing your your entire clientele, which is men that are looking to to look at boobs. Well, I will just say, um, growing up, when I would go under, like, my father's, my brother's, my cousin's sink and, like, see all the Playboys. Yeah. They're like, no, when I take a shit, like, I read the articles. I'm like, sure you do, guys. Yeah, sure you do. But then I started to read them because I'm a journalist and I was a young, like, curious girl. I'm like, huh, these aren't bad. Like, they've always actually, and and I've met people now that write for Playboy, and it's Mm -hmm. actually a pretty big accolade to do so. It is. Because they're a print publication. They're not just like an online media site. Like they're. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on on Kylie? 
Um, I mean, I like Kylie. I think I was the generation that really saw like Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. I watched Kardashians from the beginning. I know that there's a lot of um, shit that they get, and you know, I think a lot of people think they like rip off other cultures and all that stuff. But like, I, I don't know. I think she. I think the Kardashians as a whole are doing something right. The fact that they've had a career for. 13, 12, 13 years and they're still at the top of their game and they can sell out products instantly. I think that it says a lot. So let me tell you a fun story, actually. When I was at USC... Have you met Kylie? I had, No, I haven't oh. met... She was still a baby when I was, like, around um, this family. So when I was at USC senior year, I lived in, like, a nice building, like, right outside of USC where a bunch mm. of students lived. Um, and Rob lived there. Mm. And he was living with... Oh, that's right. He went to USC. He did. And he was living with Dave Franco. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. And at this time, like, nobody knew who either of them really yeah. were. And um, they were shooting the Kardashians in my building. They're like, we're going to Rob's dorm. And it wasn't like I was this was a nice apartment building outside. But they did the um, outside shot of a dorm at USC and yeah. then the inside shot. And they were like running around the hallways of my building. I'm like, who are these people? Like, what's happening? Yeah. But it was the Kardashians. And they were and then I saw the episode and it was not in his dorm. Like, that's a really nice dorm, you think? But it was there, and then I lived with a bunch of girls that were a year older than me, and I went to their graduation, and I, so I was about to go into my senior year, and I was walking down the street to go to graduation, and I'm literally walking right behind Kim and Rob, and she's walking with him to graduation because he was a year above me, and it was so weird because it's like, oh, she's this girl that's friend with Paris Hilton. They yeah, kind, yeah. They kind of have this reality show that's starting. Yeah. Like, no one really cares about it. It wasn't a thing then, It yeah. wasn't, and I just remember how big her butt was, and it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I was walking straight behind her, and I, they were, like, they didn't want to hang out with anyone. He was, like, very, you know, just wanted to keep to himself, but it was interesting thinking back on it now. Full of so many like pop culture tidbits. I know. I, I'm just like such a like succubus of Hollywood. Like it. I'm here. I've been here for 13 years just watching all this stuff happen. I love it. What is your favorite emoji? Mm. Um, the cat love eyes emoji or the girl that just puts her uh, the, the SMH emoji, actually. The one that like hits her head like, oh, God. Girl with a yeah. face pump. Facepalm. Okay, mm -hmm. facepalm girl. Okay, so if you guys are listening to this right now, one, I want to say thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, but I also want you to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever other platform you're listening to. My sexy radio voice right now. My sexy Playboy voice. Um, leave the comment. Leave uh, your review with the emoji, the facepalm girl emoji in your review so that I know that you're listening to this episode right now. And let me know that you love Sam and you love all of her BTS behind the scenes Hollywood pop culture tidbits that she's sharing with us. Um, Sam, where can people go to follow you and keep up with you like a Kardashian? Yes, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SamD43 and also um, follow... M-E-A, uh, W-W, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter as well. And I also have a really fun podcast called Astro Kiki Radio, which you can also find. But first and foremost, just follow me, Sam D 43 You can find all the other good stuff from there. 
Yes. Uh, this week's drink of the week was a light crisp rosé because summer ain't over yet. So go and stock up on my favorite hangover free wine, which is Dry Farm Wines. Go to dryfarmwines.com slash Z-A-C-K to get your very own box of hangover free wine sent straight to your door. Dry Farm Wine dot com slash Zach Z-A-C-K. The link is in the description along with Sam's links. They're also in the description. So if you love Sam and you're like, oh my God, I need to know more about what it was like going to USC with Rob Kardashian and, and Dave <laughs> Franco, then go and hit up Sam and she'll tell you all the dirty little secrets. I like have no sense or just like this podcast. <laughs> so I'll tell you everything. Oh, Sam is really hashtag no filter. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Fields with Zach Peter. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach on all social media platforms. Sam, what is your handle again for everybody? SamD43. SamD43. And you're going to want to check out M-E-A-W-W, right? Yes. Two W's. M-E-A-W-W. Sam has really great articles and she interviews really, really famous celebrities. And she's so good at her job and I just love her. And cheers. you love me. I love you too. I love you. All love. We're cheersing cheers. to our wine. I love that we actually get to drink wine right now because normally we taste but like in the mornings and so like we don't always way. drink and so we're we're drinking live at the moment mm, i'm gonna mm. take a sip right now we hope you guys are drinking too it's always fun yes i mean i feel like most people listen to the show in the evening or in their morning commute don't drink on your morning commute have some coffee but if you're <laughs> listening to this at night get out some wine and let's have a good time again you can follow me at just plain zach and don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. On Mondays, we have pop culture breakdowns. And on Wednesdays, we have deep, unfiltered celebrity interviews. So get ready. We have a lot more coming up. And if you're not doing so already, also go and subscribe to Hashtag Adulting Life Hacks to get your shit together. New season out now, and I'm loving it. Okay, I'm going to finish this wine with Sam. Bye.